Thank you for listening to the Wealth Amplifier podcast. As a reminder, the goal of this podcast is to amplify a person, topic, or idea. On some episodes, members of the Amplius team will discuss a topic or idea. And on other episodes, we will invite an outside guest that has some particular insights or expertise. We really hope you enjoy the show. And like always with Amplius, if you have suggestions as to how we can make things better, please let us know. As a reminder, nothing on this episode should be taken as legal, tax, or investment advice. Tax, legal, and investment advice topics should be discussed one-on-one with the appropriate advisor. Thank you. Welcome to episode 11 of the Wealth Amplifier podcast, our first ever on-location podcast. Uh, Matt Liebman here with Patrick Swift. Good to be here. We're, I'm surprised you actually remembered the number of the episodes since we were just, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll joke about this, but having some technical issues, we're not, uh, we didn't bring the full podcast studio with us this time around. We're just going off the computer so i was distracted i couldn't remember what episode we were on just trying to get this figured out yeah and it's possible i guess the audience will know one way or the other that we scrapped this and (laughs) we couldn't stick with this because the uh the background noise is so bad but let's explain where we are yeah we're in Huntington beach california first time i've been here i think it's the first time you've been here correct Um, never been to Huntington beach absolutely gorgeous it's awesome yeah it's uh basically the perfect spot for a dare I call it a work conference? It's a festival. Um, And it's perfect. Future-proof festival, to be precise. Official credentials. Um, Yeah, I've been living on cloud nine, basically. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And so let's uh, explain what it is, what what we're doing here, why we chose to come to this. Because as you might imagine, we're invited to conferences all the time, but why we chose to attend this one. Uh, They call it a wealth festival, which always to me sounds a little ridiculous, but it kind of is. Um, it's very different than any conference I've ever been to before. This is the second one. They had it last year, but we, we did not attend last year. But there are about 3,000 people out here from wealth management, asset management, fintech, wealth tech, private equity, venture capital, etc. And it's sort of part trade show. There are a lot of people with various booths to describe uh, uh, what, what it is that they can do to uh, help us and our clients. And then there are stages with speakers as well, in addition to some musical acts and food trucks and stuff. And so what have you liked about it so far? I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to not like the vibe. Yeah. They, they've got the Southern California vibe going for sure. Um, we've had great weather. You basically, both days, two and a half days we've been here, it's basically been do as you please for the most part. Yeah. But attending the conference is just like a great casual feeling. You're dressed casually. Everyone's dressed casually. It's warm out. It's beautiful. The festival is very well constructed. It's, it's over our shoulder, which is what we were trying to capture the background in the video. Yes, but, that is the Pacific Ocean back, back <laughs> out there. It looks sort of like a bizarre abyss, but yeah. it's the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, at risk of messing up our audio, we'll wait till the end and try and show the audience the full Yes. Without dropping the computer on the right, right, right. Um, but yeah, my perspective is it's been great. Um, like any conference, I think it's one where you'll get out as much as you put into it. But sure. maybe even Trooper here, they've set it up so that if you want to meet people at wealth tech firms, asset management firms, other advisors here, you have the footprint to do it. Um, they've got these 15-minute 
speed dating type meetings where you can have an initial conversation and see if it goes anywhere. So they really do facilitate uh, a ground where if you want to just hang and eat some really good food, enjoy Southern California, get some really good content out of what the panels are, are doing, uh, you can do that. And if you want to network the crap out of the three, four days that you're here, you can also do that and probably come away with both. I think we've both been doing a fair job of a little bit of both. That's right. And I think, you know, we, you and I were talking on the way over to record this, that there's some really cool investment things that we can do now as an independent firm that we couldn't before. And some of that is highlighted out here. However, I think um, your, your, not that my lane doesn't involve planning, planning, but you as our director of wealth planning, there's some really tech forward, interesting things that we can do to benefit our clients that we're already doing, but that we're seeing more stuff like it out here. Yeah, um, which is one of the things I was really excited to come out and see is in our in this independent industry, in, in the RIA world that we're now a part of, um, you're able to choose whatever vendors you want to work with. It's one of the primary reasons why we chose to do this so that we can give our clients better solutions, better outcomes, more choice. Um, and I, 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 that's certainly been my takeaway this, this week so far. Um, there is no shortage of wealth tech providers and new startups that are covering everything from basic financial planning, retirement planning, to high-end comprehensive estate planning, to medical decisions around your health care you need to make, we were just talking about. So it's, um, it's, it's exciting. It's, it's cool to be a, a part of. It's cool to network and see what's going on. And also, I think we were saying, you know, which we'll get into, like, what's the value really for us? Or do we keep coming back to something like this? Yep. At the very least, it keeps you informed. I mean, most of the top end sort of trendy things that are going on in our industry, for better or worse, are on display here. So you get a good insight into it. Yeah, we've said since we launched two and a half years ago that in some ways there's a danger of being exposed to too many ideas. That, that whereas before we really didn't have any freedom to choose. It was just sort of whatever was given to us and our clients, some of it good, some of it not. And, you know, well, you know, so be it. Here, there are just any number of things that we can provide. For example, Pat had an interesting meeting today with a uh, technology company, as he mentioned, that helps on the sort of healthcare decision, med Medicare decision point, um, and really has had some outsourced expertise in that area. Maybe that's something we'll look into uh, acquiring for our clients. Maybe it's not. Uh, we're, we're still sort of hashing all that out. But to your point, you don't know until you go, and, and that, that was sort of, sort of the idea out here. Yeah, and maybe just to give another boost on the independent side, which obviously we're gung-ho about since doing this two and a half years ago, is it, it, it lends credence to this whole space in that if there's a need to be filled, it can be filled because of the independent nature of our firms uh, and firms like ours, where smart entrepreneurs and the best capital that are going into creating products that there is need for, are, they're gonna get created and we're gonna have the ability to, to, to do diligence on them. Uh, which I think is just, I don't know, it's an exciting part of the, the, the world we're in yeah. um, that I try not to take for granted since uh, working for a, a bigger firm where, where we couldn't make those decisions. No, and um, you know, and look, <laughs> it's, a, it's not terrible to be sitting in Huntington Beach either and to have an outdoor conference uh, on the beach, uh, which, is, which is cool and it creates like, a good vibe everybody's sort of in a good mood and sharing and so on um the other piece and we're going to keep this as a free for episode uh uh than we normally do but 
let's talk just a little bit about some of the big stage speakers uh, that, that, that we've seen away from the trade show, uh, particularly on the investment side. Uh, there's been, CNBC has been out here. There's a lot of media coverage of this event, uh, CityWire and others, but CNBC obviously is the premier uh, financial uh, n- news network. And uh, some fireworks uh, on, the, on the main stage as uh, uh, Bill Gross, the uh, legendary, uh, formerly known as the Bond King, maybe according to him, should still be known as the Bond King, uh, was on the stage yesterday and uh, uh, took some rather oddly personal swipes at uh, Jeffrey Gunlock, who has been dubbed sort of his successor as the king of the Bond world. And then Gunlock himself was on the main stage today and sort of gave a rebuttal and um, was not expecting that. I was just f- figuring we'd hear what they had to say about interest rates in the economy, which was interesting, but uh, but definitely got a little uh, dramatic. Yeah, it's uh, there's been entertainment for sure. I think what it was also cool is I've been getting – you know, newsletters like we normally would during the course of the week on updates in our in the economy and, and in our space and everything. And there's been coverage of uh, those comments made by both gentlemen. Yeah. And it's cool because I'm like, oh, yeah, I was there for that. Like, that <laughs> kind of goes back to the point, like a reason to come to this conference is there's stuff happening here that we're that we're on the ground, you know, boots on the ground for, which is cool. But uh, yeah, Matt and I both got to witness the comments from Jeffrey this morning. Um, and it seemed it's funny too, just to touch on that, like, he he he's, he went at it slow. Yeah, he looked. It sounded like he was going to take the high road. Yeah, um, and gave a really. And then he wound it back. He found that down ramp. Though, yeah, 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 he did. Uh, <laughs> and sure it. enough, there's the the, the PR uh, teams capitalized on it. I saw a few studio articles go out this afternoon. Um, so it's been entertaining. Yeah, and as far as his commentary, just because I think um, he's a pretty well regarded. Uh, interesting guy. I'm not saying he's perfect, but a well-regarded guy in our industry. And uh, uh, he, w- one of the you know substantive things he was asked about was predictions and the economy and interest rates. And he made the point, and I don't know, I, I, I'll, I'll take his word for it. I, I don't know the accuracy of these numbers, but that he's been doing this for 40 years and his predictions generally have been right about 70% of the time. And so, and he, and he said that that's better than most. However, that means he's been wrong 30% of the time or about 12 years. Uh, so so that not to take his word as, as the official truth, but um, I guess on a more sour note, he is predicting a recession next year. Yeah. Um, and he was pretty definitive about that. Um, and that certainly would have ramifications for the markets uh, and, and the election next year potentially as well. So uh, that was an interesting takeaway. We'll, we'll do some follow-up research, but uh, but it was good to hear from uh, thought leaders in the industry. I agree. Well said. I thought he had a lot of good points. Yeah. Um, the one thing he did say that I think most good investment managers and strategists uh, uh, will tend to have humility about, which I appreciated, was that um, from time to time, a person like him can seemingly make the right call. 70% is a above Man. average track record. It's a major win. Oh, you can have a long career at 52%. <laughs> which is exactly what he mentioned. Yeah. But what I appreciated too is what he said is, even though I'm able to mostly make good predictions and the right predictions, uh, timing of predictions is still next to impossible. Yeah. I can say to, to, to what he said this morning, Matt, Matt's point, I think there will be a recession next year, but that was on the heels of his own advice that timing is almost next to impossible. So who the heck knows if he's right at all or when he'll be right, which is just a reminder that we often tote on this podcast. And when it comes to investing decisions and the reason why most of our clients are invested for the long term. Certainly, we want to consider the short term and, and yeah. thoughts around that, but we also want to remember that 
70 percent of the time is not 100 percent of the time nor is timing almost ever going to be 100 percent right um so and not that it's a dramatic position that he took but he was also pretty darn negative on our current political system yeah. and uh and the output uh from both parties yeah uh, in, in a lot of ways which i know a lot of people are but yeah. um but speaking of humility or uh, lack thereof what do you think of my panel yeah, well, I'm just going to bring it up. Um, I'll promote Matt, since he won't do it himself. Um, team 2 has humility. Matt was on an excellent panel, moderated by Dynasty CEO, uh, our partner, partner for Mars, uh, Sheryl Penny, who is an excellent moderator, along with another Dynasty Network firm CEO, um, Phil Fiore. That's right. And the woman from Ritholtz. Blair. Blair. And I can't quite pronounce her last name, but she's okay. super smart and super nice. Very sharp. Yeah. <laughs> she's an equity partner at Red Holt's Wealth Management, which is one of the sponsors, main sponsors of the event, um, and also a well-followed firm in our um, in our industry. I thought the panel was excellent. They, so they spoke to you guys about um, firms that are growing well in the space mm-hmm. um, and providing great solutions to clients and seemingly making waves within their own client base uh, in a positive way. Um from a from a biased uh, audience perspective, I thought it was great. I thought um, all of your guys' answers were insightful, and I think provided the audience with a lot of good information. Um, I guess if you had, if Cheryl had asked you one last question about yeah. um, how do you think your clients feel? But maybe that's a good one. How do you think our clients feel today, as opposed to the last few years of not just leaving Merrill, but um, some of the economic turmoil we saw in 2022. Do you think we're? Do you think they would have the same uh, warm and fuzzy feelings that we have about cool. ourselves? Um, I'm going to go with Jeff Gunlock's answer. <laughs> uh, about 70. percent No, I, 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 I hope we're a little better than that. But no, look, we're, we're not perfect. Uh, we, we view complacency as the enemy, uh, so we want to keep getting better. But yeah, I think we're doing a pretty good job, and we want to keep doing a better job. And uh, that was the goal of, of, of doing this, launching the firm. And one thing our clients have uh, expressed is they like that they can sort of take or leave our content. They can reach us by watching this YouTube, listening to the podcast, our, our monthly videos, newsletters, or the traditional, you know, the traditional contact of phone calls and stuff is always going to be the bread and butter, of, you know, with, with just one-on-one contact. But it's a nice supplement uh, to, to have this here. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, and hopefully, it seems like we've been getting good feedback from clients. Yeah. So in that vein, maybe a good segue, Matt and I were talking, and sort of the idea and theme for this episode is, okay, we came out here, how is it helping clients at some point indirectly? Yeah. How's it helping us as a firm? What are we learning? We touched on that a little bit, but if you had to distill it down to, if, if a client asks us, hey, why'd you go to the event? Yeah. How is it helping me at the end of the day? Um, what would what would your answer be? So number one, it's uh, idea sharing. You know, being amongst, like, as you mentioned, the other panelists on, on the stage, um, we are the smallest of those three firms. Now, I think we might have been the three largest firms represented at the conference, and that's why they had us up there. But we were number three. <laughs> so, And they've been at it longer than we have. Uh, so it was good hearing from them and learning some ideas. Um, it was also, I think, a good experience for me because we're used to doing this where we're talking a lot and so on. I was definitely the quietest of the three <laughs> of the three panelists. But, but, no, I like them both very much, and they're both, both very good. Um, but then I think the other part, more important to the client, is if we find innovative ways to deliver financial planning services, let's say, for example, something that I know you worked on last year with a lot of our clients, uh, th- those were where it was the right fit, 
was getting a lot more involved in their taxes and getting using the fintech world and this independent space to provide a really nice formal detailed report on someone's tax return that they can we're not providing tax advice but they can use that and give it to their accountant and it's a nice organized summary that's fintech that's something we couldn't do before now we're doing something similar on the estate side as you mentioned we're going to talk about insurance healthcare, all of these things which again should just be all about doing more for our clients again going back to our brand amplifying our focus on you going above and beyond that's what we're trying to do and that that's why we come out to things like this and but we're not going to go to a lot of these. I mean, right. we have we have day jobs. You know, right. we got to get back to right. the reality at some point. Well, and and I would build on to build on your point. Um, our brand, the ampl- we're, we're trying to amplify our client experience, our client outcomes, um, and, and your financial futures. At the end of the day, I think I, I was mentioning this to you when we were walking over and talking about the podcast. Is we could and we do to some extent. Part of our promise, I should say, is to amplify those solutions and bring more to our clients and do better and create a better experience and have better technology and better resources. And we do on an ongoing basis, do that. And it takes time out of our schedules and we need to sit down and speak with vendors and speak with other people in the industry um, and do the due diligence so that at the end of the day, that can be brought back to the client. But it takes time. Um, A format like this, while we are out of the office for two, three days, I would argue is a much better use of our time when we need to put our time into that arena yep. because it's like a rapid fire of learning all these totally different things all yep. at once, right? I had in the last two days probably uh, eight to 12 high impact meetings across solutions, all of which we would consider that may augment or improve what we're already doing. And I could do that at home on my computer, but the scheduling, the emails, the phone calls, the having to do a demo over a Zoom, which loses some pizzazz, all of that would probably take, I don't know, a couple of months probably. Yeah, um, you get it all to, in 48 hours. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so there, I think that piece is pretty invaluable. Um, I'd also say I feel energized. I think things yeah. like this, as opposed to some other industry conferences where you're sitting in a, um, or, or any industry for that matter, oftentimes, is you're sitting in a dark conference room and you're getting coffee every three hours to keep yourself awake. That's not the experience here. You're meeting People who are, in my opinion, amongst the most impressive in our industry, in our economy, throughout um, throughout you know the, the, the spectrum, and that's energizing. Like you said, you're on the stage with two other firms that have been at it a little longer than us, and they've built these incredible business models. You want to emulate that. You see that. You see how well those people are are doing things for their clients. And we come back to the office after something like this, and you have that sort of that kick in the butt. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, and it's I think that stuff is important. And the last thing I'd say about it is there's a great spirit of collaboration that I think has existed in the independent world that we were not expecting. Like this was not like, oh, we want to go and start our own firm so we can collaborate with others. I I, I don't even know what that means. Uh, (laughs) But uh, when we were at a big firm, there was a tendency for most people to protect their turf. Like that's my client. You stay away. And like nobody liked to idea share as much and so on. Whereas here, there is much more of an attitude, and we've had this, I've experienced this at, at other, the other conferences we go to are really dynasty, financial partners conferences, which are, which are awesome. Um, but the general idea of like, look, what are there, 12, 13 million millionaires in the United States? Um, we're not going to have 12 to 13 million clients. Right, right. <laughs> you know, there, there's enough to go around. Let's just see if we can all collectively raise our game and do a better job for them. And that seems to be the spirit of these. Uh, and and that, that was really cool. Yeah, I would agree. Um, to close out pretty soon. What else is on your docket? I know you're leaving 
tomorrow morning I'm leaving in the afternoon. Method Man is playing tonight. Yes. And Red Man. Some Wu-Tang originals. But let's let's not bury the lead on the musical acts. G-Love and Special Sauce are here. That's right. And in November, no, it was I think it was Halloween, 1995, I saw them play at the TLA on South that. Street in Philadelphia. And today, they were doing their sound check before my panel. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I opened for G-Love and Special Sauce <laughs> out here. Um, and uh, it was really cool. Uh, so, so that's... Uh, uh, that's cool. Yeah. So heading back tomorrow, back to work. Not that this wasn't work, but back to the more traditional work. Um, and uh, I guess before we uh, uh, leave, uh, anything? Uh, what are you reading, watching? Anything you want to amplify on those lines? So before I'll, I'll touch on that in a second. One last question for you, because I okay. think all of our listeners and clients will appreciate this. I've been to two conferences now with Matt uh, in a similar vein, at least over the last year, um, where Matt has been a panelist and been asked to give a fun fact about himself. Ah, yes. And the first time I heard it, I had no idea. I don't think Aaron knew either. He did not. Uh, So Aaron and I were both like, did you know that? (laughs) And anyway, uh, so Matt restated again. It's a great fun fact. I think for any client who does not know, they should know it. So... And I, by the way, only came in second place in the fun fact. Oh, that's right. Blair on the panel uh, beat me. Uh, her fun fact, I believe, was that she gave birth to both of her children at home, yeah. which I frankly can't compete with that. I mean, yeah. she wins. But <laughs> my fun fact is, uh, and let me see if I can get this right. I think I am a first cousin three times removed. I believe it was my great-grandmother on my mom's side, first cousin, with Mo and Curly of the Three Stooges. <laughs> so that was my fun fact on the stage when they asked me that today. And it's usually my go-to fun fact because... I don't know. Maybe I'm not that fun, but that's my big, that's my winner. I loved it. Um, <laughs> hopefully everybody else does too. In terms of recommendations, um, books, things like that, I uh, I haven't been doing any. What I, what I just read, not to not to pat ourselves on the back too much. The most recent book I just read is a short shorter one. It's a big book all about Medicare. Uh, so oh. uh, just trying to improve. Speaking of people that are fun, I mean, <laughs> does it get any better than that? We're trying to improve client <laughs> outcomes. Uh, I wanted to bone up on a couple specific topics, uh, so that w- I would not recommend it per se. <laughs> right. Um, Let him do the reading. I did the reading for, yeah, yeah, yeah. for people so that they could come to me with questions. Uh, other than that, I think there's a whole bunch. There's a bunch of movies coming out in the fall time. I'm looking forward okay. to. I still haven't seen Oppenheimer, but there's, I, I feel like my queue is building. So I, I think I mentioned the last podcast. Oppenheimer's excellent. Like highly recommend go, go see it. My opinion. Um, I guess right now, look, it's football season. Not to bring up a sore subject, but it's only one game. Uh, But, no, when I uh, landed at LAX on Sunday, went met a good friend uh, at a sports bar in Redondo Beach, caught the uh, second half of the Eagles-Pats game, which was ugly, but a win's a win. Uh, And uh, I guess that's uh, primary focus. Get home tomorrow, Thursday night, Eagles home opener. I will not be there. I'll be sitting on my couch uh, watching it with my kids. Nice. Awesome. Should we break then? Yeah, let's wrap it up and get it back out there. All right. Thanks, everybody, for, as always, for listening. Hopefully the sound wasn't too bad. Oh, show them the ocean. We'll give you one. Hopefully this gives you any sort of view. There you, yeah, go. There you go. There's the ocean. There's the ocean. There's the conference. Um, thanks for listening. Hopefully the quality wasn't too bad this time around. We were a little shorthanded on our uh, equipment. But be well, and we'll talk soon. See you next time.